Well, Otani's gonna Otani. Shohei pitches a gem and leads the Halos to a win last night. And John and I are going to talk about freak angel injuries, and we're going to look at three pitchers that we were rumored to sign this last offseason, but we didn't. And we're going to ask this question, would they have helped us? You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on the audio side, you can rate and review the pod. And if you're watching on the video side, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels. You've got the Frisch Brothers, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros, here with you. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And if you want to get in on the conversation about anything we cover today, feel free to follow us at Locked On Angels. You can also catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Super Halo Bros. Mike and I, I, I just wanted to make a note that, you know, you and I are lifelong fans of this team and we do our yep. best to deliver Angels news and discussions. And I got to thinking about, you know, our beat writers, they do a great job. I really appreciate everything that they do. But just because they're our beat writers doesn't mean that they're actually fans of the team. So just so you Correct. know, if you're listening to us, you've got a special connection with us because we love this team through thick and thin, and we're happy that you're here with us. But Mike, we got to get into last night's game. I mentioned this on our Locked On Now, that if you want to get something done right, you got to go out there and do it yourself. And that's exactly <laughs> yes. what Shohei Otani did on the mound last night. He looked incredible, John, and he has actually looked incredible over his last three starts. We'll get to that in just a minute, but mm-hmm. let's talk about last night for a minute. 24 swings and misses, Johnny. That was incredible to watch, and it was his third highest swings and misses. He did it against Houston, and he did it against the Red Sox, and then he did it against the White Sox last night. Five and two-thirds, five hits, one walk. Again, Mm -hmm. it's the walks when they're low. Shohei is on a roll, right? 11 Ks, 108 pitches, and I don't know if you saw when they came out, when Ray Montgomery came out to get Shohei in that sixth inning, and he was five and two-thirds. You could tell that Shohei was like, come on, I want to do one more. I want to do one more batter. But I think that it was the right move. I know that you and I have been on that constantly when Joe Madden was there, Phil Phil Nevin was there. Who's managing the team now? (laughs) (laughs) Who's running this thing? And so now with Ray Montgomery in charge, you and I have kind of been hard on, like, let him go, let him stay in there. But his last pitch was a strike. It was a swing and a miss. But it was a slider that was up, and he got lucky. And so I'm glad that they did remove him when they did. He lowered his ERA to 2.68. He's 7-4 and on the season. He's won his last three starts. 111 total strikeouts so far this season, Johnny. Yeah, he has been the only watchable thing about this team sometimes, especially when he's on the mound. Look, he stopped the losing streak. Uh, He got them a huge win last weekend when I was there watching him take care of the Royals, and then he did it again a week later against the White Sox, and you know what? I uh, All credit where credit is due, but uh, Mr. Frontrunner for the MVP, Aaron Judge, I don't see him on the mound, and I don't see him pitching games like this, so I'm just going to put that out there into the world because Mm, Shohei has only (laughs) gotten better. Shohei has only gotten better, Mike. 
and he's getting better on the mound. He's getting better at the plate. You can see his average is starting to climb again, and I think it has everything to do with the fact that he's got Trout in front of him and Walsh behind yeah. him, so that gives him a little yeah. bit more protection when he's at the plate. And, uh, of course, on the mound, nobody does it like him. And it's one of those situations where you saw the pitch count get up there pretty high, and it took, you know, 20 pitches in the first and 20 pitches in the in the fifth when, or the sixth when he was in there. And you just kind of knew that he wasn't going to get the length. And that's where right. you and I as fans get worried because he knows, Shohei Very. knows, and we know <laughs> that he has to turn it over to the bullpen, and that's the last thing anybody wants. But it was the right guys. It was Quijada and then Tapera and then, of course, Rysel Iglesias. So uh, the guys who had had the previous night off were able to come in and, and finish this game and close it down. And then uh, he's just been incredible in terms of the he struck out 30 batters over a three-game span and, and hasn't given up yeah. any runs either. So yeah. that's been incredible to watch as well. All right, quick quick Angels, Angels quiz, Johnny, for yes. you. He is the third Angels pitcher in history to do that. Strike out 30 batters oh, I didn't realize and allow that. zero runs okay. in three starts. All right, so there's two others. Can you name the two others? Well, I'm always going to guess Nolan Ryan because it's Nolan Ryan. For sure. So it's Nolan Ryan as okay. one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. would it be Weaver? Your Weaver reference? <laughs> that's a that's a yeah, there's a Weaver reference. That's a good guess, not Weaver, but he was he was a part of the pitching staff when Weave was around. When Weave was around. It can't be Santana, no. Washburn. No. Uh trying to think who could do that uh lackey yes john Ah, lackey okay okay yep yeah that world series hero and then i saw this stat otani is one of four pitchers in the mlb to do that in the last 10 years 30 batters striking them out no runs three start span so it was otani degrom Mm. chris sale and clayton kershaw so that's a great group of people to (laughs) be in right (laughs) absolutely and then how about the pop last night from renjifo and i know that i have been a a a renjifo um fighter i guess is what i'm gonna call myself because doubters probably a better word i've I've fought to maybe not have him in the lineup but they did move him up and when i saw the lineup i thought oh great i i can see that they're trying to balance the lineup out a bit but what you see from Renhifo last night is uh a little bit of pop his fourth home run Mm -hmm. and that was that was exciting to see yeah you know what as as long as he keeps improving at the plate mark gubiza noted a lot of pitches that he received last night were pitches that he previously struggled with over years yeah. past. So if, if he's improving and making changes to uh, his approach at the plate, then more power to him because I'm not going to wish for a guy to not have success. I just felt like for a right. while we've tried the Renhifo experiment over and over and over again. And unless he's going to play up to like a Walsh level or, or something like that, then it's like, okay, then you stick with him. But if not, then, then let him go. But by all accounts, he seems to be doing very well. I'll be interested to see what happens when Fletcher comes back to this team because somebody's going to have to go. Somebody's going to have to move. Uh, perhaps they try Fletcher over at third, Renhifo at third. They might make a move like that, and we might see McKinnon back down in AAA. But at the same time, I mean, I'm not going to discredit anybody who's improving at the plate, and Renhifo is certainly doing that, and he provided the insurance because it was a 2 to nothing game, then it was 4 to nothing, and then that run squeaked in because... The ball got between the legs of Max Stassi. So much for the conversation about great 
defense that we had the other day from Stassi. <laughs> yeah, of course, he right, did. He right. did stop another pitch that was that Shohei spiked, and and we all went. Well, I don't think Kurt would have stopped that one. <laughs> And so right. there was a little yeah. give and take in terms of the catching conversation. But Mike, speaking of that, we have an off day today. We are headed to Houston on the start of a nine game road trip. It's going to be against the Houston Astros and the Miami Marlins and the Baltimore Orioles. So there's a lot of, of interesting matchups coming up here. But let's talk about who we've got lined up for the pitching matchups this weekend. I like the guys that we have lined up. We have Lorenzen, Sandoval, Mm -hmm. Suarez. Now, here's the problem. They have each started one game against the Houston Astros, Mm -hmm. and they haven't done well. Mm. Lorenzen went three and one-third in his last start. Sandoval only went four innings, and Suarez went four and one-third. Now, what they have going for them is... Joe Madden was the manager at the time. So that sure. quick Madden hook might have been a part of that issue there. And so if they're going to be competitive against Houston and get some wins this weekend, they're going to need to have their pitchers step up. But I'll tell you, I look at those three names, and, and I think that there's a possibility of a sweep if those guys are on their game. And wouldn't really? that be just too sweet? Uh <laughs> Man, that is uh, that's something else. That's quite a proclamation, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I could get behind that. I mean, look, Lorenz and Sandoval, Suarez, those are guys who go out there and typically typically pitch a great game. I know Sandoval has trouble getting wins because the Angels never give him enough run support. So let's hope Correct. that they can go out there and and he can continue to do his thing where he keeps these halos in the game. And of course, Lorenzen, who struggled a bit his last two starts. Let's hope that he's able to turn it around because we know he has the stuff and and the stuff is good. And, of course, Jose Suarez, I think, benefited from the opener. I know it was some shady shenanigans from us. But if they decide to roll with an opener again and then let Suarez go six innings strong, uh, I'm I'm all right with that. So here's hoping that we head to Houston and get some wins. This is a prove-it series for our Halos, and we got to show that we can compete with these tough teams. Well, Johnny, you said that we are fans of this team. We're not just hosting this podcast. So sometimes our takes are going to be reasonable, and then our takes are going to be ridiculous, like <laughs> a sweep this weekend. That's why they tune in to Locked On Angels. And coming up, we're actually going to talk about the pitchers that we didn't sign hmm. and if they would have helped us this season. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by LinkedIn, Johnny. It's brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As you prepare for the fall, You're also preparing for growth, both personally and professionally. It's going to be here before you know it. The fall, the summertime will be over. Uh, But as your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier for you to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond and go to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million People. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And did you know that nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? 
that's the case, then you're going to want to go ahead and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. And of course, terms and conditions do apply. Okay, so Archie Bradley, last Sunday, leaps the fence and falls on his elbow (laughs) during the fight and fractures his elbow, and he is out a month. And you and I actually, off air, started talking about some of the freak injuries. We mentioned a couple of those yesterday on yesterday's pod. But then Angel's Twitter started to go off about some of those freak injuries, and it was kind of like a moment of reminiscing john it was i started singing the song cathartic yeah i was just i'm I'm just reminiscing (laughs) and so i i thought hey why not just talk about some of those freak injuries that have happened to the angels over the years because that sounds fun right and so i don't know if you remember this or not because i know that you really started paying attention to the angels in the late 2000s and early 2010s but we signed mo vaughn and when we signed Mo Vaughn, he was an MVP with the Red Sox, and yeah. it looked like it was going to be a huge, huge signing for us. But as the Angels have shown us in the past, big signings don't mean big numbers. Right. And so Mo did have a couple of good years for us, but one of those years he missed almost all of the season because... He was running to catch a foul ball, and this was before the fencing was on the side of the dugout. And as he was going to catch it, he slips and fractures his ankle. Mm. And I remember watching that, and I think he even caught the ball. I remember watching that and going, oh, of course. Of course this happened, right? And I I was in my late teens, and I remember going, of course, because I knew that this... This just has to happen to the Angels. So, Mo Vaughn is the first freak injury on our <laughs> list. What do you got, John? I got to go with one that still hurts a lot of Angel fans to this day, and it's Kendrys Morales hitting a walk-off grand slam and then jumping on home plate during the celebration, slipping and f- breaking his leg on the on home plate. I can't even get the words out because it was just so right. <laughs> traumatic. And Mike, he was, still never hurts. Really, he was never really the same after that. In fact, no. a big reason why I think we signed Albert Pujols, not that we wouldn't have signed him anyway, but because Kendrys wasn't there to play first base or DH, we needed another power bat. And so we had a good reason to go out and get Pujols while Kendrys was out. And, and honestly, it was a big shame because... Kendrys ended up, I mean, he was he was having a great start to his career, and while he wasn't quite the same when he came back to play with us, he did go on to eventually win a World Series with the Royals. He provided them with some much-needed offense that season in 2015. He did. And so, yeah. uh, you know, he, all, all well wishes to him, and, and he had a couple of good runs. I think he was even, he was on the A's for a little while as well, while they were struggling and kind of rebuilding too, so... Uh, that was a that was a heartbreaker for sure. Let me give you two from the '90s. Two guys that I love. One being Tim Salmon. When he first came up, he was in the batter's box, and there was a batter in front of him. And it was during a game, and his bat broke, and a piece of it actually hit Tim Salmon in Ugh, the arm. Good grief! And and I think it might have been. I could be wrong, but I think it might have been his rookie year. So Tim was looking really, really good and then had to be out for a few games because yeah. the bat hit him in the arm. And then similarly, I think it was 1999, Gary DeSarcina 
in spring training got hit by a bat from one of the coaches. <laughs> what? And so, uh, yeah, he got hit by a bat from one of the coaches, didn't see him, and kind of ran into it. And poor Desar, man, he had a season in 95, I think it was, where he like sprained his thumb or fractured his thumb, and then the Angels went on a tailspin. And then in 99, he just couldn't catch a break. His coaches are coming after him right, with, with a bat. bat. So there's two more <laughs> freak injuries that I remember. And then... There's one that you've talked about before, and so would you talk about it again? When Don Baylor was the hitting coach, yeah, and he this was one catching <laughs> Vlad's first pitch. This one's interesting, right? This one's about Don Baylor, not as a player on the Angels, but as a coach on the Angels. Of course, he was yeah. the hitting coach that year, and they're doing a ceremonial first pitch, all the grandstanding and all of the pomp and circumstance. It's Vladdy Guerrero throwing it out, and he throws one, and Don leans to get it and all the weight goes over the top of his leg, and he breaks his leg. And so you have this <laughs> yeah. horrible, Terrible. embarrassing moment, and it's just like, Don Baylor, you know, he was already pretty old for a hitting coach, but it was kind of cool that it yeah. was Don Baylor being our coach that season. And so, of course, he goes down, and I just I couldn't think of a more appropriate way for the cursed angels to start their season <laughs> than with a ceremonial right. first pitch that results in an injury. And Snap. Let me, let me tell you, before you get to your last one, let me tell you about the Garrett Richards freak injury in Boston. Garrett yes. Richards was on a tear in 2014, and that rotation of Weaver and Wilson and Richards and, and Shoemaker, too, he was on that uh-huh. team, and that was when he was really good. Richards goes to cover first base on a routine play, and his cleat gets stuck coming off the mound, and he bends his knee the wrong way, and so he tore all kinds of tendons in his knee, and that was the end of his season and sort of the end of his strong career with the Angels. I know he pitched a few more yes. years with us, but, man, he had some elbow issues after that that weren't related to the knee, but it was just like, oh, that's all we need. was We're on this playoff run, and Garrett Richards hurts his knee. We still made the playoffs, but it would have been, might have been a different kind of series if, if Richards was there. Maybe we don't get swept in that series but I know you've got one more from a Angels pitcher how about how about Chuck Finley Chuck Finley was and maybe still is my favorite Angels pitcher he's Mm -hmm. my Jared Weaver Mm -hmm. I loved Chuck Finley and there was I think it was 96 or 97 it was late 90s where he is backing up home plate because there was a runner coming around third and he trips on his shoelace and he sprains his wrist and, and then he was out for a bit. And again, I remember this vividly because I was a huge Angel fan as a, as a teenager. And, and it just seems like this happens to our team all the time. So if you're new to the Angels and you see these freak injuries and you go, oh my gosh, how could that happen? <laughs> just... Just talk to John or just talk to me or just talk to a longtime Angel fan and we'll tell you, oh, this is normal. (laughs) Yeah, this ain't nothing new. Look, Archie Bradley doesn't have to feel bad because he's in some great company here. Mo Vaughn, Kendris Morales, DSAR, Tim Salmon, Don Baylor, Chuck Finley, G. Rich. Yeah, he he doesn't have to feel bad about this one because it was inevitably going to happen to somebody. It was just a matter of when and where. And, And this freak injury stuff happens to the Angels all the time. So when we say that they're cursed this is what we're talking about john i remember uh, speaking of chuck finley i remember getting a pack of baseball cards in the mid 90s Mm -hmm. and having two 
Chuck Finley's hey. in that pack. And I was so excited and I still have them and they're in my collection of cards. Nice. And the reason why I'm talking about cards is because I love the sports card investor app. They're the reason why we're here today. They're sponsoring this show. And you and I both grew up collecting baseball cards. And mm -hmm. so this app actually is really, really helpful because in years past, you'd have to buy the card collecting magazine and then you'd have to search for your card. And sometimes, most of the time, our angel cards weren't in there because they, they weren't worth anything. So, <laughs> you know, we didn't really know how much they were at all, if they were worth anything. But now with this app, you can check all of your cards and you can see some of the most popular cards, your favorite cards. You can find great deals on this app and you can actually profit from your card collecting hobby. This app is available in the Google Play Store and also the Apple App Store. It's called the Sports Card Investor app and you gotta get it, especially if you're a baseball fan and if you collect baseball cards, whether you're a casual collector or you're looking for an alternative investment opportunity, this is the app for you. So again, download the Sports Card Investor app for free in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, or you can go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. And of course, this episode is brought to you by our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info, you can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and so much more like scores. BetOnline.net is also the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. We've talked a lot about pitching this year, yes. and most of it has focused on the bullpen. But there were some starting pitchers that we were rumored to actually get in conversation with, get connected with, right, in the offseason. Right. And then we ended up not signing any of them because we went with our young guys, which I don't think was a bad move. And by the way, did you see that last night Reed Detmer struck out 14 guys in AAA? Like, homie looks good. And I so had, hopefully he'll be back soon. I had some thoughts about that. And most of it had to do with the fact that, yes, there is a skill differential between MLB and AAA. But when the pressure's yeah. off and Reed Detmers is trusting his stuff and has confidence, that's how yeah. you know he has good stuff. Because he got 14 Ks. And I believe it was Garrett Toon on. Twitter, who let us know that he only struck out per one person with a fastball. The rest was off-speed wow. stuff. So, yeah, I'm glad that you brought up Reed Detmers because he has been part of this rotation. And and quite honestly, he got the no-hitter, but then it just seems like his confidence had gone away. So I think that the AAA yeah. stint will help him out. But then we went with Shohei Otani, of course, as our ace. And then we signed Noah Syndergaard for this year. We have Patrick Sandoval. And those guys seemed to be the four that we could have counted on the most. And then, of course, Michael Lorenzen, we identified him as a starter because he was relieving for the Reds. But Perry Manassian noticed that his pitch mix was too good to stay as a reliever. And when, yeah. when, when Lorenzen is on, he is on. And I hope that we get that this weekend against the Astros. But, Mike, yes, you're right. There were some pitchers that we were in talks with and Angel fans really wanted to see signed. And I think the biggest one, honestly, 
was probably Marcus Stroman. That was the yes. big free agent. I knew, you know, Scherzer was out there, and there was some talk like, oh, what if the Angels got Scherzer? And that would have been pretty cool, but you knew that, that was he was going to seek a huge deal, and yeah. the Angels probably wouldn't go that that direction. And the Mets have money pouring out of their ears. Their owner is willing to to spend money no matter what. But when it comes to Marcus Stroman, that seemed like a really good opportunity for the Halos. Then there was some kind of talk that perhaps he was a little bit of a a, a head case, uh, a yeah. little bit too much of a pot stirrer in the locker room and, and not good for a culture. Um, and you can kind of see that in the way that he interacts with people sometimes. And look, I'm who am I to judge? I'm not looking to, to insult anybody here, but I think the conversations that we heard about regarding Marcus Stroman was, uh, we're not really comfortable with bringing him on this team. And so now it seems like in hindsight, it was a good move because currently he's two and five yeah. with a five, three, two ERA. He's got a point one war in nine starts. And of course he signed with the Cubs and I can't imagine there's a lot of run support with the Cubs because they are a team <laughs> yeah. who is uh, kind of in the process of getting some things together and kind of rebuilding. And so perhaps uh, Marcus is kind of hoping that the future of the Cubs will be different because that was a surprising signing for him to choose them. And I mean, yeah. it is cool to be a Cub, but I, it wasn't like they were going to win now. So I think right. we, right. I think we, with hindsight, we can say that the Marcus Stroman signing for us uh, it went our way, basically. <laughs> yes. Another signing that went our way that I think we are surprised at is the Alex Cobb signing. Now, he went to San Francisco, mm. and I did have a friend who was a fan of the Giants, and he said, tell me about Cobb, and mm-hmm. I was positive. I was really positive, and he has texted me since, and he said, you were wrong, Frisch. You were wrong. <laughs> and so You liar. Cobb is 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, <laughs> Cobb is 3-3 three and three with a 5-4-8 ERA, a negative .4 war in 10 starts, and I looked at Alex Cobb's stats today, mm-hmm. and he's – this is kind of him, right? Like mm. last year, he he was he was pretty consistent for us, but he was hurt and he got hurt a little bit in San Fran. And yeah. I think at the end of the year, he probably will be up in the eight to nine win category, maybe the seven to eight loss category mm-hmm. with an ERA around four. And so I look at those stats and I go, yeah, that wouldn't have helped us at mm. all if he was in our rotation, maybe eating some innings. But right. I mean, why why would you have him in there and not Suarez then, right? right. Why would you have him in there and not De? or Silseth, right? And so Alex Cobb is a bit of a surprise because he was pretty strong for us last year. And then there was one more name, Johnny, and why don't you talk about him, Carlos Rodon. Yeah, Carlos Rodon was a big question mark because of the shoulder injury. In fact, he was coming off uh, a stint with the White Sox and he didn't pitch a lot toward the end of last season. He had a very successful year. In fact, it, it surprised a lot of people. It was like, ooh, this is his breakout year. And it fortunately worked out for him because it was a free agency year. It was his walk year. And so, so far, Carlos Rodon is 7-4 and four with a 2.62 ERA, a 3-war in 15 starts. So he has been a consistent part of that Giants rotation. And uh, look at the Giants getting up all the names that we were considering in the offseason, right? Yeah. But to, yeah. to me, it seems like Carlos Rodon was kind of the last free agent signing that the Angels should have gone with. There was a kind of a laundry list of of names that they were linked to. And, and really, after the lockout was over, it was like, well, I guess Rodon's kind of the only free agent pitcher left to, uh, to do a deal with. And of course, he ended up 
with the Giants. So he's somebody that we could have benefited benefited from from having on this team. However, I got to give credit to the Giants staff and coaching. It probably had a lot to do with keeping him on the mound, keeping him healthy, and helping him pitch to a 2.62 ERA. Now, having said all this, Mike, we have a conversation really quick to dive into. Free agent pitchers in 2023 that could help the Angels. Of course, there's Jacob deGrom, there's Aaron Nola with the Phillies, Joe Musgrove, Nathan Eovaldi, Justin Verlander has a player option, Clayton Kershaw, he was also somebody that we had kind of considered perhaps getting on a one-year deal. Um, These are two that I would love to see with the Angels. Sean Manaya and Chris Bassett, I really wish that we would have traded for at least one of those guys. Who would you want from that group? on the Angels. I think I'm with you. I think I like Manaya or I like Bassett. I don't mm. know if we're going to be able to get both because that's going to be a big investment, but I also like Joe Musgrove. I mm. think that there's something about him that's intriguing. The other names, there's 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 something about those guys that make me go, mm, they're, I think they're having maybe a good year or they're injury prone or they're old. I, I love Verlander, but Verlander's just old, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I think I would go with Manaya or Bassett mm-hmm. as my priority for 2023. Who do you like? I like I like Sean Manaya the most, I think. Uh, he's still got youth on his side. I know Chris Bassett is a tremendous pitcher. He's a little older. Um, when I look at somebody like Jacob deGrom, it worries me um, because yes. I, I, I he just hasn't been able to stay on the field, unfortunately, and we haven't really got to see that tandem of Scherzer and deGrom do their thing in, in New York. Which is kind of a which shame is too for bad. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, can you imagine where they'd be right now? They certainly wouldn't be getting swept by the Astros this season if if those two were in there. Aaron Nola right. is is intriguing. I uh, I've only really been following him because I have him on my fantasy team, and he's had some success this season. So I feel like that's kind of the tier two, tier three kind of starter that might be able to come help the Angels. Kind of like how we were thinking Rodon would be somebody you know toward the end of the free agency signings that we would get uh, be, and he wasn't our first choice so to speak I think Aaron Nola might fall right. in that second or third category but he I think would be an excellent addition as well so lots of options coming in this off season. but before we get to that off season, let's uh, turn this season around and at least get to 500 by the all-star break and hopefully we'll see Reed Detmers up with us again pretty soon hopefully he's gained his confidence back and uh, yeah, I think the Angels have a tough series ahead. We're going to talk all about that uh, tomorrow, but um, let's let's get rolling this weekend. <laughs> well, speaking of Reed Detmers, he comes from the Angels minor league system, mm-hmm. and John and I actually had a great conversation with Lindsey Crosby of the Locked On MLB Prospects show, who is actually going to be breaking down the draft. And so after you make Locked On Angels your first listen, make the Locked On MLB Prospects show your second listen. This guy is incredible. Lindsey's mm-hmm. like a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going to go deep on all of the stars that you're interested in and maybe the stars you're not aware of, but your Mm -hmm. team has signed. And his podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you guys can follow us over on Twitter at LockedOnAngels. You can also catch Mike and I on Twitter and Instagram at SuperHaloBros. Get in on the conversation. Leave a comment below if you're watching on the video side or tweet at us or send us a message. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's episode? Uh, Don't miss tomorrow's episode because it's brother versus brother. John and I are going to find out who's paying attention the most 
to the angels. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta. Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> now on the audio side, that's gonna be weird, but on the video side, right. it's gonna make sense. So, <laughs> so brother versus brother tomorrow on Locked Out Angels. Love that. All right, y'all. Until tomorrow, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more Locked On Angels. Yeah.